I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. And our guest today is Justin Michael, who does Batman the Animated Podcast. He claims that he'll be a Care Bear, and he's got a writing credit on a show that I don't think exists called The Infinity Train. I swear it's coming out on Cartoon Network. You're voicing a Care Bear? I'm voicing Funshine. Ah. The yellow one with the sun on his belly. Oh, you don't have to tell me who Funshine is. Okay, just, you know, for those of you who don't know who Funshine is. I feel like Care Bears is a property, though, where people know the Care Bears, and as soon as you're, like, name three, they're like, ah. They like, oh, s- here's a color. <laughs> I had all the Care Bears when I was a kid. Like, I loved them. I had all the Care Bear action figures. Oh, man. There were these, like, four-inch, like, bigger figures, and I loved them. I remember, okay, it's coming back. Care Bear memories are coming back. First of all... I remember my mom being a little worried that I was playing with Care Bears. Really? What was she worried about? That they were maybe like either a girl's toy or a younger toy or was something Was she then like worried that. that you kept collecting toys well into your... We do not need to get into the laundry list of things my mom is worried about about me <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and the other memory I have, the Care Bears had like... There was like a, a an old man that like had like a broom... And lived in the clouds. And I remember being very excited when that figure came out because it was something other than a Care Bear. I mean, I must have been two. I have no idea who this uh, fever dream of a character is, but I know I what you mean. Like, like, the, like the weird ones that no kid would want are always the characters I wanted as a kid. Oh, of course. I just also like the idea of being really into Care Bears and being like, is there one that's not a Care Bear? I want that one. Oh, yeah, we got that's a lot like of the watching, old men in the, with the cla- in the yeah, cloud with the, the broom. That's like being into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and being like, man, these are great, but I wish I had street sharks instead <laughs> it's gonna be hours on ebay tonight with me googling care bear man <laughs> it's a danger ah that's a deep rabbit hole to fall down justin anyway congratulations on the care bear gig thank you uh blake did you buy any toys this week you know i did and i didn't buy any for me i was very altruistic and mm. charitable and i'll tell you it's a game changer because <laughs> buying for- toys for other people Kind of. Well, because hear me out. I'm so used to now having, like, an idea when I know what I'm buying. I have my lines. I have the characters I want. And for the first time in years, I've had to kind of, well, not years. I've been charitable before. But for the first time this year, I've gone in going, is a kid going to have fun with this? Is this popular or relevant? Is this fun? So I landed on buying... The Infinity War Lego set that's like Thor and Groot and Rocket. You can't go wrong with can't Legos. Can't go wrong. Legos are always good. They're that was my logic. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's something you can build. You can fiddle with it later. There's like a beginning, middle, and an end. Even if I, you're not into that property, you can just do whatever you want. And then I bought a Star Wars vehicle because when I was a kid, that was my favorite part of Star Wars. And I was like, you can't go wrong with just zooming around. Get a swoop bike or something. I think you did really well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd Congratulations. Be happy. Thank you. It also really made me miss Toys R Us because I kind of I had no assistance right, of yeah. like, well, what are the kids like these days? You know, that, that's the yeah. fun part is going into a store and it doesn't exist anymore. You've talked about this already. I love the podcast. I listen to it all oh, the time. Thank you very much. Justin, did you buy anything this week? Okay, so I didn't buy anything this week, but I'm waiting for a late delivery <laughs> that I've inquired about. So I found out that in 2016, you know, the, like the SH, like the figure arts. Yes. Fi- how do you pronounce it? I've I always just say that's how I fig arts. 
I say figure arts or figure arts. There's like figure, like there's like a U A. Yeah, figuarts. I okay. believe. <laughs> uh, so the S H Hogwarts. Uh, <laughs> I bought, I found out that they did like a super articulated Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, which I did not know existed. And I, I like those SH Monster Arts figures as well. Yes. I've kept myself firmly in the corner of uh, the Showa era, which are like the older monsters. So I just have a Mecha Godzilla and some old like Revel Tech filling oh. in the gaps. But I was like, I have a, a Kaiju companion. I've been waiting for him for a month. What's going on? I am also waiting for a package in the mail. I got an email saying that it would be here between 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. today. And to be home to sign for it. And I thought it was going to be absolutely perfect because I was going to bring it here, still in the box, in a bag. And Blake was going to say, Justin, did you buy any toys this week? And I'd say, Blake, yes, I did. And I would pull out the Mondo 12-inch Batman from Batman the Animated Series. But instead, at 4 o'clock, I got another email saying... We won't be making it today. Let's <laughs> come in tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh. I am crushed. I cannot wait another day. I you didn't buy it. I would have loved perfect. to have seen it in person and just touched it. You didn't I, buy it? No. I Here's the thing. Now there's so much Batman animated stuff that I can't get everything, but I did buy the Mr. Freeze. <laughs> there you go. Oh, nice. And that was also stupid expensive. <laughs> Justin, I think we've now done, I want to say this is our 10th or 11th episode. And I believe on half of them. Your answer to have I bought a toy this week is almost. The city is frozen in fear, and Mr. Freeze aims to chill Batman next, but not anti-freeze Batman. Mr. Freeze and his ice zapper are out of control, but Batman's ready. Freeze Batman! Take this, hot shot! Ah! Only Batman's ice hammer vehicle is tough enough to drill through this ice storm. Chill out, Mr. Freeze! Now the best is ah! hotter than ever! Batman! vehicle and figures each sold separately. Justin, so we wanted to have you here to talk Batman the Animated Series, because who better, other than Paul Dini, to talk Batman the Animated Nobody Series? Nobody else who worked on the show. So, Paul Dini. I put, Paul, Paul I put Dini. you right below him. So do you still have your Kenner Batman animated toys? I do. I'm sad that I didn't bring them in, uh, because... But they were just buried in a box. Right now, they're not on display. I'm having a display problem where I'm like, what do I do? Do I get rid of things? Do I keep them in these boxes? You know. Uh, but I do have my old Kenner figures. I think I got rid of a lot of the, some of the variants. Because, as we, I don't know, as you know, it has some of the worst <laughs> variants in action figure history. Oh, yeah. Like the laziest garbage. Uh, but I kept all of the villains and, like, the standard costumes. And I have some play sets and vehicles, but not not a complete collection. And do you remember where you saw the toys for the first time? And was it, did you see the animated series and that got you buying the toys or vice versa? I don't know for sure because it all kind of blurs together. I think I saw the animated series, then I bought the toys because I also got into the line after it had started. It wasn't like right when it started, I was on it. So I think my first Batman was Infrared Batman, which was like a Mask of the Phantasm yeah. toy. So that must have been at least a couple years into it. Yeah, that was like three or four years into it, I think. So then I or at least three or four series into it. I can't remember. Like, I love these toys. I do not have the encyclopedic knowledge of them. There's a lot of stupid Batman. <laughs> That's what this was. This line to me 
began the why can't I find Batman? Yeah, my, just a normal costume. I think it was like combat belt Batman was the yep. first one. I eventually got it. He had like an elastic. Well, I, I would say that the random Batman and these toy lines start just before this with Kenner's Batman Returns line. Because that's where you get the famous Arctic Batman. Yep. And like neon yellow Batman, all sorts of like crazy different Batman. And a weirdly repainted penguin, right? Yeah. Because yep. I think my first penguin was, was it DC Superheroes or there are two kind of similar lines, right? Yeah, the Batman Returns penguin looks nothing like the penguin in the movie. It's, it's just, just a repaint. repaint of the old superpowers. And I think I had the superpowers penguin. That was what, like my first toy. I took it in the bathtub with me, right? Was it blue and purple? Yes. And yes, I, I have such fond memories of that toy. Uh, and Batman Returns is what got me into Batman the Animated Series, I think. So I have a little bit of a different uh, journey than you fellows because I'm slightly older. Uh, I remember vividly the day the Batman Animated Series debuted. Um, I remember seeing it announced in Wizard and there being like a couple of character drawings, but that was it. And that's all I knew of this show before it debuted. And... I remember, I vividly remember watching the first episode, the Man Bat episode, and being pretty bored with the show <laughs> at that age. But by the end of the week, because there was a new one, it was on five days a week, uh, by the end of the week, I was sold. And I had to buy the toys. And luckily, the toys looked just like the cartoon, which we were not fortunate to have with their last Batman line, the Batman Returns line. Those looked nothing like the movie, uh, but these were spot on. Yeah. And I would say pretty soon became like the definitive Batman toys for me at the time. For sure. Uh, I mean, I remember chasing villains down. Yes. Like, they, they, I don't know about you guys where you were from, but uh, it was I was hunting for the villains. They were so short packed that it. I mean, I, my mom was like, we were hitting stores <laughs> together, and she was like, she was a. Like, she was really cool about all of it. Like she was, she knew everything. She watched the show with me, so we would. She would knew. She's like, okay, we got to get like Arctic Blast, Mister Freeze, and she found like a used like that was. I got that one used, so he never had the little icicle. Oh. So I've never gotten the icicle. And I can get it for like eight bucks online, <clears throat> yeah. but I like the one I have. <laughs> my mom was the same way, and there's a lot of I say this about my mom a lot. Where if you like meet her, and I think even just talk to her, she's like, I don't really care about nerdy cartoon things. But if you dig a little deeper. You find these like nuggets of like well, you're very nerdy about this thing, and it was the Joker. And we found this whatever like variant they had done, or maybe it was damaged. I don't remember, but I remember my mom being like, "No, it's not good enough. We're gonna get you a Joker because that character's great." And we went to like two different targets at Toys R Us until we found like the Joker, the one you know? with like the big orange like yeah. water pack on his back. Oh yeah, yep. And she was like, "There, we're good now." We're not messing around with this nonsense of it being like the paints wrong in there or Christmas Joker or whatever. You're getting a goddamn Joker figure. I remember I found that Joker. That was one that I did find randomly. We were on a family road trip and we were going to Sedona, Arizona from Los Angeles and we stopped in Phoenix. And anytime we passed by Toys R Us or a Target on the way on a road trip, I was begging to stop just to like run into the store and look. And they were like, okay, we can go in. And I found one Joker hanging in like Phoenix, Arizona. I was like, it was worth it. <laughs> I've got it. Those villains were not easy to find. No. Especially in the first couple of waves. 
I never found Clayface in stores. I never found the Penguin in stores. Both of those I ended up buying on the secondary market years later. Uh, the villains were so hard to find that this was one of the first times that I remember a big company like Kenner dipping their toes into direct market re-releases. They came out with a box set as the line was dying that was exclusive through Diamond Comics that had slight repaints. Rogues Gallery. The Rogues Gallery. The famed Rogues Gallery. It was awesome, other than Clayface being the wrong <laughs> color. Completely repainted, but it was the, it was also like the rarest thing. I remember going to Universal City Walk <laughs> and going there and like staring at it at a comic book store, and it was so like the price was just jacked up. But that that was that was a holy grail. And then as we transitioned from the Batman the Animated Series line to the New Adventures line. Then they started putting far less villains in the waves. Yeah. The first couple of waves, we had like, I think, three, four villains a wave. The first wave had what, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, Joker, Scarecrow. In animated series? Siri, in yeah, series wave so one. Them. So by, by the time we get to New Adventures, there's just one new villain per wave. Yeah, if that. And starting with the Harley Quinn, I remember being so difficult to find. Um, I was in high school when the Harley Quinn came out, and every morning before school, I was at the Target across the street Mm -hmm. waiting for them to open and finally got the figure. Uh, In that same time period, I remember Bane being very hard to find and uh, Mad Hatter, Uh and those were all figures where there would be one villain in a wave of like eight neon repainted Batmans and Robins. So many. I lived across from like near a Rite Aid, and I felt like that was like a little toy, a secret toy paradise. They would get like a few figures, and that's how I got like Harley Quinn, Bane, Rachel Ghoul. Oh, right. Uh, and I think that trench coat Joker, the machine gun Joker. Yeah, the yes. Tommy Gun one. Which was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a great and figure. pogo stick Joker. I loved it at the time. Admittedly, not awesome now. <laughs> there wasn't a well. There were there were a lot of bad variants in this wave in this line, but there was no bad designs because the designs in this show were so good. Yeah, it's so good that even when people are like, "Who's your the best Joker?" and you're like, "Man, Heath Ledger won an Oscar." There's always that one person in the room like, "But Mark Hamill animated series yes. is the best." Truly, I mean, they just dumped money on it too. It was like now they just don't give that amount of money. You don't get like a live orchestra every time. <laughs> no, the audacity. Not at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it was just what Steven Spielberg was like. I want cartoons, and they're like, "We got to keep him happy." So uh, and spend as much money as you want. What are your thoughts on the transition from Batman the Animated Series to the new adventures? I think at first I was not down. <laughs> yeah. And since then, I've, you know, I mean, I think I pretty quickly got on board, especially because the style matched Superman the Animated Series. And like that got me into Superman. I think I liked Superman as like any kid likes a superhero. <laughs> right. But when I saw, you know, I think the first Superman episode I saw that Bruce Tim style was the Toy Man episode. And I caught it like I didn't even know that the show was happening because I guess even though the I was in like early days of the Internet, I just, you know, it wasn't on top of like yeah. what was happening. And I was like, why? Who is this woman dressed like a doll trapped in a big doll? Who's this creepy ceramic faced creep? 
What? Oh, this is a Superman show? <laughs> is this in the Batman universe? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, so I feel like they. I was on board once they kind of crossed those worlds too. That uh, that Superman animated line was really difficult to find as well, especially the villains in the later waves. Yes, I feel like a lot of that stuff had to be direct market. Well, because there were there were foreign mass releases, I, I think. Right, so like Bizarro, Metallo, and Supergirl. So my <laughs> my original password for like my AOL account was Bizarro Metallo Supergirl because all I could think about were those three figures. And I was like, we got to take a trip to Mexico, Mom and Dad. Like, we got to go so we can get those action figures. Like, we got to find Bizarro Metallo Supergirl. Bizarro. And I, like, would say, truly was an insane OCD-riddled child. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, what a Did nightmare. you get down to New Mexico to find these... We got down to old Mexico, and we didn't find them there. I think my mom probably got them online or on, like, eBay or something. Yeah, they ended up eventually, uh, I think, being shipped through Diamond. They did, like, well. a four-pack release down the down the line. Yeah, these were kind of like the line that wouldn't die, both the Batman animated and Superman animated. Because years after it was a single-carded line, they started doing these Toys R Us exclusive four-packs. Which were really awesome. Yeah. And you started getting figures that I had wanted from the beginning, like Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. For me, I was in college, I think, when the, or maybe, yeah, I think early college when those came out. And I was like, how are these figures still coming out? Why am I getting to fill the holes in my character lineup at this age when I grew up collecting these? But I feel like that's the cool thing about that, you know, DC animated universe is that regardless of how old you were when you started, it spanned. Well, decades. This show ran on syndication long enough that in my older age, even the toys were the perfect blend of like adult collector and kid fun. Yeah. Like it was the right mix. They were very toyetic. <laughs> like they, yeah. had, they always had like a fun action feature, but it didn't get in the way of most figures. Yeah. Like even exactly. Man Bat, you press the back and it's like wings flap, but you could pose it and it looked normal. It wasn't yeah. like right. a big thing sticking out of Man Bat. I feel like these were also like a big jump in quality for Kenner because pretty much everything that came before these figures did not look anything like the likenesses that they were trying to look like. What about Bob the Goon? <laughs> do you yeah. mean Justin do you mean Justin Batman or in like oh, I all mean their everything? All. Like as much as I love those old vintage Star Wars figures, like they look nothing like Mark Hamill had the He-Man esque pecs. I'm <laughs> sure of it. Oh God, I love that. <clears throat> that's what you think of as vintage Star Wars. <laughs> the <laughs> power of the shot. Force was the first line. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it even had... the power of Force figures are like disproportionate. Oh, they stuff. look nothing like. But anything. Kenner, like nail. I mean, they've always done well with the DC license. The Superpowers lines, one of the best. Do you lines think of that's all partly time. because well, it is a always. cartoon? You know, you could have something there, yeah. Because I think, like, even the best Star Wars figures are the ones that don't have a face. The droids, the Boba Fetts, the masks, yeah, the Vaders. Yeah, a easier. A Darth Vader, I think, always looks better than a Luke. I feel like they probably had more time to work with the character designs before the line came out. Because they had to have been animating this show for a really long time before it debuted to have all those episodes. I think they were starting in 1990 or 91. Uh, and I know the show went from like 92 to 96. And then in like 97, 98, then it continued <laughs> with like new Batman adventures. Yeah. So like they had, 
so much lead time beforehand, like a couple years. So that may have had something to do why these look perfect and the Batman Returns toys look nothing like. They were like, oh, shoot, okay. Like, did you collect this line? Absolutely. Oh. (laughs) This was... And I collect is the wrong word, which is weird because I collected cards at the time. I collected cards. Beanie Babies were popular. I would say I collected, I collected those. Beanie Babies. I got the bears. Yep. <laughs> very oh, there was the, the Princess Die Bear. There was Tabasco the Bull, who they got sued for doing, and then he was the first one to be popular. That's a different episode. Um, I de- definitely feel, though, like the Beanie Babies are, in my mind, smushed together with this stuff. This is where it became main. It was around the same time. I was working at a comic book store at this point, and those are all the things I remember together, like toy scalpers were after Beanie Babies and Bane. I mean, my mom was driving us to the Burbank Toys R Us and driving through the McDonald's and get the teeny beanies to get the teeny beanies, the teeny beanies, McDonald's to McDonald's to McDonald's, freezing Happy Meals. But she was like, well, we'll save them for later. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we did not eat them. So I wouldn't. That's <laughs> a smart You're here today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am more McNugget than man, but yes. <laughs> am I a man or a McNugget? Help me. <laughs> um, but yes. So, like, this was, I mean, when I said it was the apex of, like, pop culture, it was also where it started for me with toys. It was this, Spider-Man, X-Men, and, like, Looney Tunes stuff that we could drive through. And I would say next was, like, Pokemon and tech decks, but Batman was probably when I really, really played with them to the point where I didn't care where they were from. Like Batman toys also started like crossovers to me where I was like, well, why can't he fight Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Why aren't they working together to stop the Green Goblin and the Joker and the Shredder and Gizmo, the Furby version? Because um, they're on the same universe. It works. Now we have <laughs> like don't mix. Disney will buy <laughs> Disney will buy all of these. <laughs> uh, Blake, what was your favorite Batman animated toy? The Batmobile, Justin. We Ooh. haven't talked about these vehicles. We, yeah, we haven't. This was a two-in-one toy. It had a plane that you could pull out. And it would fly. Yeah, the little wings flipped open. Oh. And it had that little thing... Was and it a with bomb? I don't know what it was, was a it was a missile of some type. It was a missile. And if you had the power of imagination, you could hold those foldable wings up. And guess what it was then? A boat. Because I was that kid who was like, now I've got a boat, I've got a plane, I've got a Batmobile, and now my stories are infinitely better. That was like if you make a movie at ten million and it does well in the studios, like here's forty five million, and you're like, great, now we can go to Hoff and Dagobah and blow up another Death Star. So this is great. You guys have a totally different experience with this line than I do because I was already at the collecting phase when it came out. So most of my Batman animated figures I kept in the package. Like this was one of the first lines I collected that I didn't open. And then I went back like probably 10 years ago and opened all of them and now have them all. I think they're opened. very fun even as an adult to have in your hand. But I never oh, yeah. got that the packaging experience. is beautiful. Yeah, the packaging is. I saved all the card backs and we had them in trash bags with my Spider-Man animated card backs that I was like I need these and my mom because her parents threw away all or gave away all of my uncle's Star Wars figures, and he was devastated. And so she was like, I will never do that to my children. <laughs> but then there was a leak, and that bag of old cardboard <laughs> ripped oh, up yeah. backs just, you know, rotted. And These had great card backs because they, <clears throat> they started something to me that I now expect from toy lines, even though I throw out most, if not all, packaging. Where they had like bios on the back. And I'm looking at a website now and they're dumb bios, but they were there. 
And they had things like, Two-Face takes chances when fighting Batman. If his roulette wheel lands on fire, his gun launches a two-headed missile. So they were able to tell you all the accessories that came in it in like a narrative storytelling way that was also about the character. And now, like my favorite thing about toys is still like reading the back yeah. and learning about them. I remember when uh, Force Awakens came out, and that was how we like learned about the movie. I'm still mad because the Black Series Kylo Ren box, you flipped over and it was like, he's the leader of the Knights of Ren, and he's obsessed with Sith artifacts. And you know who I haven't seen in the Knights of Ren yet? A Star Wars movie. They're not there. So, Justin, what was your favorite figure from this line? Oh, man. I really lo- Right now, the one that is displayed, because I've started to now display by color instead of by series. Interesting. Yeah, you know, shaking it up in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the Riddler. I think he has a really good pose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, he's, he comes with a cane and he comes with a question mark gun. And that gun was one of those missiles, like, projectiles that, like, really shot hard. <laughs> yeah. Like definite choking hazard. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know where the question mark missile is, but I remember he, his hand is kind of like flung up like this <laughs> in like a permanent like, huh? <laughs> and then he has like a, you know, another hand that looks like it could be pointing a finger, but or it could like hold a, a cane. And I think I like that guy and Mr. Freeze. Mr. Oh, Freeze yeah. is my wrong. number one. I mean, Can't I think wrong. the first episode I saw was Heart of Ice. Which was that first Mr. Freeze episode, and I think that changed me. Now, since this was back before fandom was horrible, something happened in the later episodes with Mr. Freeze. Uh-huh. Where Mr. Freeze became like a head on a robot spider body. Yes. And I feel like if that were to happen in this day and age, fandom would lose their shit. So they kind of lost everything that was emotionally interesting about Mr. Freeze, but did give him a really cool spider body. So it was one of those things where I remember seeing it, and I was like, oh, Mr. Freeze is back. It's the same voice actor. It's in continuity. Oh, the reveal that he is just a head and his body's was that, deteriorated. Was that not in Batman Beyond? Am I misremembering? They brought him back again okay, in Batman yeah. Beyond. So in, in New Batman Adventures, he ba- I think like Nora, his wife, was resuscitated at the end of like the Sub-Zero movie, yeah. which is part of that set. And then she doesn't end up with him. And so he's like, now that I don't have Nora... Like, I'll take away from everybody what they love most, which is kind of a cool thing. Like, he destroyed a man's painting, some Italian stereotype of a character in the beginning of the episode. Uh, like, truly, he's like, oh, no, my painting. How would dare you, Mr. Freeze? He really sounds like Mario. We didn't know back then. No. It's fine. No, Look, if Green Book can almost win an Oscar by breaking down racial barriers <laughs> with Italian stereotypes, then the Batman animated series Every character needs it. to be white and a man. Uh, <laughs> Hey, look, how would they relate to it if he's not fucking Italian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. <laughs> I guess the, so the, this, it blows my mind looking back that, like, they got away with this. Well, I was on the Toon Zone forums at the time. Oh. Actively. <laughs> uh, actively. Still still can look up my old posts. I don't want to say what it is because I'm afraid. Uh, and you've given your old password out. Oh, shit. Bizarre Metallo Supergirl. Well, at least I won't say that again. Uh <laughs> It actually might be something like that. Uh, but I, I remember fans were kind of bummed that he wasn't yeah, as, as interesting. Like, he kind of lied. Like, he was like, oh, I'm going to take away from you what you love most, Batman, Gotham City. Cool idea. But then he just kind of was a by-the-books ice villain. Well, yeah, he was the, like, character-driven villain to that point. Yeah. He was the, re- not relatable, but the empathetic. This was a real story, a drama. This was an adult themed episode 
that kids and, and mothers and fathers could like and really get something out of. And then he becomes a spider. It's almost like in the Clone Wars when you find Darth Maul again. It's like, oh, he's lost his memory. And he's a spider bot. I'm like, ah, mechanical spiders. They don't work. Animated series, Clone Wars, Wild Wild West. The displaying by color. Oh, yeah. How did this come to be? Okay. Well, it's just part baked in OCD. But as I, so my girlfriend recently moved in, recently being seven months ago. But uh, it's taken a long time to kind of like put things together. And yeah, the action figure displays have shifted. Uh, I still have like a closet and that's where like everything is. It's like a little, it's a little bit more than like, it's like a walk-in-ish, but it's not like, I'm not in a mansion or anything. Uh, but we have a shared office, and I just, I, I really was like, I was digging, what, as I moved stuff around, I was like, oh, I miss these toys, oh, these Palisades Muppets, oh, these, you know, World of Springfield Simpsons figures. Like, I miss these things that have been in boxes, but I felt too OCD. I was, I was like, I can't, <laughs> I don't have space for all of these. So what if I organize them by color? So I just picked some of my favorites. I'm like, oh, I have like this, you know, Mezco Abe Sapien with this, you know, Riddler. And I do like a color gradient. So it's like a mix of all my favorite things. And I think it just came from wanting to have different lines up, but not having the space for everything. And then I liked it. I liked how it looked. It was like aesthetically pleasing. And it's just something I haven't done in my life with my displays. So I was like, you know what? Why not shake it up? I like it. It feel I, I'm tricking myself into thinking it feels more adult, but I think it's I still have all the Batman figures together, and I have like Mezco Hellboy, which I I prize. But otherwise, yeah, it's just by color uh, and at work. Now that I, I actually have like an office for a little bit, I have a shelf, and it just goes from like white to black with colors in the middle. So, so do you have all of the original Kenner animated Batman toys? I have all of the original like core colors you know like so like i have the you know regular batman robin and all that as well as all the villains and then i have like my favorite one like lightning strike batman when i was a kid mm. he was a batman with a bunch of like glow-in-the-dark lightning oh, yes. bolts on him but he had that hard plastic cape mm-hmm. so like it looked like the silhouetted like badass batman that yeah would just step out of the shadows so i kept some of my favorites that were like weird goofy variants but i i mean i think there i i wrote down a list of like every one of them and i'm like no there's no way that i have these all i i have all the i have all the vehicles still oh yeah insane i have the joker mobile from that set i, n- I never got the robin dragster did you guys ever have that i one? got the robin mm, yeah robin i don't dragster. think so very rare wow it's it's very still rare. very because i looked it up and most of these figures you can get for like 10 to 20 bucks yeah they're very they're they've depreciated a lot yeah because there package. was there was a time where like the penguin would go for a hundred bucks. Yeah, penguin was like eighty bucks at a garage sale when I was a kid. So when we were, yeah. And now you can get that figure for ten twenty bucks. Yeah, but uh, Robin Dragster online, I think, is still hundreds of dollars. Yeah, very very rare. I think at one point it was up to seven hundred dollars around. Jesus. That. Yeah, and it's it's like a not it's not a thing that ever appeared in the show. It's just like a, a silly goofy Robin car. Of all these spinoff Batman's, which one reigns supreme? Oh, man. Of these ridiculous Batman and Robin-esque neon demon dreams. So I do love, we talked about Lightning Strike Batman, who's got lightning bolts all over him and a hard plastic cape, but he's not crazy enough. Infrared Batman, 
He has a orangish red translucent hood and fires discs. Maybe not crazy enough. Ah, I think there was one. Was it Nightstar Batman? No, Tornado Batman. They sound like Mega Man villains. They truly are. <laughs> Dr. Wily created them to fight Batman. Uh, it might be... Oh, there's a firefighter Batman. <laughs> but they call him something else that sounds like the cooler version of Firefighter, even though firefighters are cool. Yeah. Uh, but he was like decked out in like neon oranges. <laughs> Is he a rogue Skydive Batman? I don't know. It was like later. It was like a Mission Masters. Okay. But uh, there also was Jungle Strike Batman. I'm, I'm giving you too many names. I liked Lightning yeah, I Strike liked Batman. Jungle Strike was great. Jungle Strike. He had a machete. Machete. Huh. But I, I, I don't remember that. Lightning Man. Strike is maybe the truth of... That's the truest alt-Batman that I like. I mean, he's a great one. I also like the snap-on armor ones. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. Because you have Bruce Wayne and Dick Grace. And, I mean, they look stupid. There were a lot of... Like, they look very silly... And, but they, they started to figure out, like, if you push down the head, then, you know, you don't have to have a mask go over it. Now, are you sorry the DC Collectibles didn't make some wacky Batmans in that six-inch scale? Yeah, a little bit. I would love at least one. But I don't know what the definitively wackiest Batman would be. Arctic Batman? I say Arctic Batman. <gasps> I loved Arctic Batman. Yes. Wait, is it the white with the big shield? Yes. Like a gray shield and it shot at it. Yes, I loved Arctic Batman because I loved having him fight Mr. Freeze. As the de facto authority on the Batman animated series, <laughs> save for the one Paul Dini. Yes, yeah, Paul Dini. Uh, then <laughs> Paul Dini, then very close. Yeah. Um, what was missing in the Kenner line? I think good playsets. I think the Batcave playset was exactly fine, but it was I repainted. Yeah, it was, it was a repaint. Uh, and I think I had the Batman Forever version of it. I don't. I didn't get the animated series version. So uh, I think I got some later playsets. There was like a. A bank front. Yeah, I liked that a lot. That was fun. And I still have the actual, there was an Arkham Asylum two-pack with like Two-Face and Batman. And I still have that Arkham Asylum sign with my DC collectibles. That two-pack, that, uh, the Two-Face in that two-pack is probably my favorite from the old Kenner line. It's great. He has a straight jacket that you can wrap him up in. Yeah. And if you could get one play set from one episode, which episode and location do you choose? Oh, man. That's tough. What's a fun one to see? Like, like visually, what's fun? Like some sort of lair? Because we did get the Batcave, mm-hmm. which is pretty yep. neat. I think maybe some sort of Mr. Freeze, like like an iceberg where like with like a Nora tube that you can like kneel him down and, you know, he can cry by her. <laughs> uh, I think I just loved that image. Uh, there's like some silhouetted image of Mr. Freeze doing that. I don't know. What other locations were there? That would be really good. I mean, I go with just like the docks and the laughing fish. Is the acne a rooftop? A rooftop. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Was there ever a police station? No, I mean DC Collectibles has like a decorated box that looks like one. That's the best we're we're getting. It's very expensive right now. Oh really? Yeah, that thing's going for like. Or what was the? There's an episode with a zoo. Yeah, I think there's one. The zoo. It maybe was. It was either Killer Croc or Man Bat because Batman goes to like. There's just a cutaway to like him trying to do detective work, and he's like, 
of course. And like, it's just him standing in front of a zoo exhibit and then it just cuts. It's like five seconds and it's like, this is not detective work. This is an idiot going to a zoo and realizing crocodiles can go underwater. Most of Batman's detective work is like the crime happened at second at second at two o'clock. Who could it be? Now, did you guys continue on with Batman Beyond? Or did you end it? I have a weird thing with Batman Beyond in that it came out around the time when I was like 12 or 13. And that's when I was at that age where I was like, I'm an adult now. Cartoons are done. So I completely skipped it and only really came back around it when I was living in L.A. and it was on Netflix. And everyone was like, you need to watch this show. I was very similar, at least like initially, like when it came on, I was like, what is this? Okay. I don't know if I really like... What? Who is Terry McGinn? Oh, it's the guy from Boy Meets World. Or wasn't he the older brother? Yeah. Eric? Or was it Step by... No. No, that's Cody. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We don't want to get into him. We don't want to get into Cody. Some bad stuff about Cody. But I, I, I wasn't on board at first, and then I was, you know, pulled the switch fully on board. They never had good figures for that. Oh, no, that was the pinnacle of Neon Toys. It was such a bummer, because they even made weird... Like, they had, like, a weird Joker head with, like, legs, and it was like, he's in a digital reboot-style <laughs> system. And all I wanted was, like, that future episode of Mr. Freeze. I wanted a new Mr. Freeze, and I wanted Ink. And they had really cool... Like, Spellbinder was a cool villain. He, he just had, like, a big eye and had cool, like... Yeah, I, I never got into the show. Ooh. I never, like, went back. I had the exact same reaction as you guys. Like, I was just like, nope, I'm out. But I never went back. Did you ever see it. Return of the Joker? Yeah. That's what firmly got me back. I think that's... Gotcha. I'm, I think that's kind of all you need a little bit. Even when I went back, I was like, yeah, it's fine. But now I'm a 30-year-old man watching a cartoon that isn't for 30-year-old men. And I don't have... If you don't have that nostalgia... Sometimes those are hard to do. Like, I think the Batman animated series is something that you can watch without that nostalgia and be like, wow. But that was kind of like 2000s Warner Brothers when they were also trying to be like cool and extreme. Mm -hmm. And it had that bizarre intro that would like flash like cocaine at you. Apathy. Yeah. You were like, it's like a Linkin Park music video half the time. I love, I have like such like a love for that in a nostalgic way. But when it came out, I was like, Oh no, this is not the beautiful orchestral music. Did you, I feel like you can cherry pick good ones. Like the, all the, a lot of the ones that are related to the animated series are pretty good. Like the Rachel Ghoul one is, is great. And you can't go wrong with old man, Batman. It's really good. I think that's the only one I have seen. I mean, it's a Paul Dini. It's yeah. a good one. Because uh, I, mean, I love Raja Cool. Did one you watch Justice League? Did you guys continue on to that? that or I no? did. No, I turned. I, I literally had like maybe two years where I was like, time to be an adult. I mm. came back for Justice League. I was ready. And I bought, man, I bought that toy line. So Speaking I have all of, of those. Won't die. I don't think, I think I'm getting rid of those. It's hard, but then because I, I assumed that they would make them as DC collectibles figures. I don't know if we'll ever get these characters in that. So uh, this might be the only chance I have are these like little, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I would hold on to them. Yeah. And I think that's a line that's going to hold its value, too. And Draco was saying that he has a full set except for Volcana. Um, I have Volcana. Really? I don't. Th- he said that it was an exclusive, right? But I don't. 
It, I don't think it was. It was eventually. It wasn't. Gotcha. But it was more available overseas than it was here. Yeah, kind of like that Bizarro, Metallo, Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> my new password for my yeah, Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. You guys should try it. It's, yeah. it's, it's very unsafe. <laughs> so when you want to send us an email today, you can also try to log in with our account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made it almost to the end of that Justice League Unlimited line. Uh, but by the time you were having to like sign up to buy them on Maddie Collector, I guess I, I didn't finish the line. No, I didn't fully complete it. I think I just bought the extra Batman villains, like they did New Batman, Scarecrow. They had a yeah. Clock King, which they still. I yep. wish there was a Clock King in the DC Collectibles. Yeah. Line. Never have too much Clock King, right? I want that. I want Red Claw. I want Condiment King. Like all of those in like those six inch. I almost made it to the end of that Justice League Unlimited line. I was buying them from Maddie Collector, and it just got to the point where it was so expensive. But I think I'm only missing like maybe ten because I thought like they'd be a, I could be able to get them cheaper eventually. So who are you missing? I don't even remember because they started making characters that never appeared in the show, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of where I dropped off. I was like, you know, there are enough characters in show. <laughs> that you've made like hundreds so and then there was still there was ones that because i i started buying it, it like you were as an extension of the batman line yeah and i was hoping we would get like a jonah hex and like yeah other toys oh. like that but i would love a jonah hex i would love a jonah hex a six inch jonah hex give me that jonah uh blake you were out on justice league unlimited yeah there was there's was a weird window of Mostly comic books and cartoons, where I was like, I'm, this was something I did then and now. And I think part of it, A, was just like, I hate saying growing up, but growing up and getting into like comedy, live action stuff and sure. The Simpsons and more adult oriented content and video games and kind of starting to really, it sounds dumb to say too, but like talk to girls and like kind of redoing my identity in a weird way. And I don't think I really swung back around until I was working at GameStop in high school and I met people older than me and my age who were into it. Because I at least grew up in a school where there was a stigma of like, I told this story on the show, I think before, of like, I had girls who wouldn't go to homecoming with me because I liked Spider-Man. That was a very real thing in my That's life. Wild. Yeah. And now they're like, can you tell me about Spider-Man? Whisper those sweet, sweet nothings in my ear. Well, he was bitten by a Who radioactive spider. <laughs> I hear he's going to fight the elementals. Oh, that was Hydro Man and Sandman. And <laughs> I haven't watched all the episodes of the show, but man, I almost have every figure. Yeah, it, it, I was into both, so <laughs> I, I have no excuse. I truly was obsessed with those shows and watched them regularly. I think it went through college for me. So it, it really was the thing that like kind of held my hand growing up, it felt like. You know, like I was really young. I must have been like six when it started, when Batman the Animated Series started. So the fact that if you guys do end up watching it, I do think it's worth your time. Uh, not everything's perfect, but they tie up things like from the first episode of Batman the Animated Series, the last episode of Justice League Unlimited ties stuff. Oh, I've now I've seen yeah, all of it. So it's, now I'm all caught up. Yeah. And it is... Top shelf. Yeah. I mean, it's even the goofy, the goofy, I mean, like, yeah, the, the unlimited theme song is pretty bad uh, right. for, you know, in the gamut of all the theme songs. But that's what Bruce Tim wanted, I think. <laughs> but they're like, you know, the cartoons are tough because they're trying to hit kids and us at the same time. And there's a really weird balance of like every now and then you'll get the one where he like 
holds the girl's hand while she dies. Just and then that episode. It's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Like it's crazy to go back and watch that. And it's, I think that was the weird thing to explain when I was kind of dropping off of all of this was like, no, no, there's really like stuff worth it in here. And now, like, I've gone to film school and I'm into art and I really can now sit down and if someone's like, nerd, I'm like, actually, there's a lot of craft here and this is really about something. I mean, yeah, Lex Luthor got cancer, got his cool old, like, you know, Perez era suit, <laughs> somehow beat cancer, turned out Brainiac was living inside of him, rebuilding himself, referencing a 1996 episode. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is yep. like why, what I couldn't get into comics for. It like paid off that I watched these cartoons and, you know, alienate. I was watching it. I was like, this must have alienated every single person watching the show when it currently came out. The cowl of justice is always watching. It's Batman. It's double trouble when Two-Face and Mr. Freeze steal a crate of chemicals from Gotham Harbor. But these nefarious fiends are in for the darkest night of their life. This dark night, it's Batman! Two-Face turns up the sass and releases the gas. With his Tommy gun, Batman takes them both down with all 24 points of articulation. It's Batman, and he's back because he never left. The DC Collectibles reboot, it's so fascinating because... I loved the old Kinner line. Mm-hmm. Thought it was perfect. Didn't know it could be done any better. And when I saw those for the first time, it was shocking. <laughs> well, the fact that they came with like episode specific, you know, whatever props and, and yeah. you know, turnarounds on their bases. And uh, truly, those are the figures that are like just permanently on display in my. My nerd closet is what it's become. Those aren't going anywhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> My Robin just broke. Oh. I had him at work on display, and I walked him one day, and his arm was just oh, popped off. I'm so sorry. And now he's like forty dollars on. on Amazon. Yeah, the first I'm not wave uh, had really bad QC issues, but then I remember they were like really did a good job of getting people new figures. Yeah, they would let you send the old ones in and get new figures back. Do you think they let me do that four years later? I don't think they're a company anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So would I just send it to a man? They're kind of a, I, a P.O. box. You should have hit up Andreco when he was here. <laughs> uh, so Justin, yeah, you directed the commercial for those DC collectibles animated series. How did that come to be? So I, through working, I basically had met by working at the studio, like where Robot Chicken is made. Uh, there was a tour going on, and and one of the creators of Robot Chicken, Matt Senreich, who's like was an old editor, of, I think Wizard or Toy Fair. So like, he was like, "Hey, you, you like Batman? You should meet the DC Collectibles guys." And I was like, y- y- "Yes, please, yes." <laughs> so I went on a tour there, and they have a secret toy room. It's not even a secret toy; it's a toy room, and they, you know, like truly just opened up the vault, and they were like, "You can take as much as you can carry." <laughs> And I got one of the remaining Grey Ghost figures that was a Mattel company exclusive. Oh. That was like oh, one of those like goodness. small like Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. They just had three of them about. sitting there. 
Oh my god! <laughs> and no, and they were like, "Yeah, they're just here." Like they were just. I was like, "Oh, this is just my here." My god! So I got that. Wait, what year was this? This was 2014, maybe 2013. Wow! So it was crazy to me that they exist, and they're all signed by Bruce Tim, and like they have like a bunch. It's like the art is beautiful. Oh, that is nuts! Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. And then about. they released the figure later, so it wasn't like because yeah. it was such a fuck you to, to people who loved. But it was still never released on figures. that car. No, that's I feel like back. they were doing that every year. They were doing an exclusive at the holiday party. Maybe. They still do, but I think like this year it was Hot Wheels, not like an exclusive. <sighs> and that was like an exclusive of a character that's like beloved only to fans and in like beautiful packaging. So hold on, rewind a little bit. The holiday party for the company gets an exclusive so we, toy? Yes, only... At the time, yeah. Only the people who worked there got it. And who, I can't imagine that most people cared. That they got that toy. It was the Gray Ghost. Wow. And it was on a Gray Ghost card. Like, the figure came out. But it never... It came out in a multi-pack. It didn't come out on this... Yeah. And that was, like, years later, too. So... (laughs) And and so, for a while, people were pissed. They were... I was furious, because I was like, well, I'll never get this figure. And it's not, like, a weird variant that, like, if you're a super collector, sure, you can be angry, but, like... It's not, like, the only version of the character. It was, like, the only version of this obscure character... So that was like a, it found it like, you know, kind of collecting dust in the corner amongst all their statues and that stuff and like toys, but basically became friends with uh, this guy, Jim Fletcher, who's there and he's great. And yeah. he's such a like sweet, cool dude, uh, you know, and he's been around toys forever. Uh, and, and so when they were making these figures in the middle of the night, <laughs> I was like, what if we made... A retro ver- a commercial like like those old action figure commercials, but for these figures. And so I just emailed him and my buddy, my childhood friend Harry, who I actually bonded with when I first met him in like sixth grade over going to a garage sale and getting like finding penguin figures uh, from the animated series. And we we're like, we got to make this commercial. Will you guys let us produce it? And they were like, yeah, this is great. We love it. This will help sell the toys. <laughs> So we got early access to it, and I got to, like, go in the room and see, like, what they were, you know, coming up with. And there were so many figures that, sadly, have not gotten made. Yeah. Which is a real shame. They were going to, like, I think they were all about deep diving into as many obscure characters as possible. Yeah. But I think it's, there's a there's a ceiling, probably, to how many people are still spending money on those characters. Yeah, I think the, the distribution was a little weird, and yeah. they were a little pricey for people. Uh, even though they're just incredible. They're beautiful. And we got to, yeah, so we got to, like, build, we got, DC sent us uh, the whole style guide for Batman the Animated Series. So we have all of these, like, PDFs of just, like, I mean, a lot of that stuff you can find online anyway. But there's, like, a lot, just, like, every turnaround of every background. And so, like, we had a small crew of people, you know, doing a stop-mo. They usually do stop-mo sets, and we built... Based off of like, we were like, oh, we want it at the docks. So we're going to pull from the laughing fish and from this poison ivy episode where there's a plant monster at the docks. So it was like just an excuse to nerd out. And it was probably the best job I will ever have. Man. And they showed it at Comic-Con and that was it. It, does, it doesn't exist like online anymore? It does. It's on YouTube. Yeah. On DC. I think DC Comics has it up on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it is fantastic. Like, I was there at Comic-Con when oh, yeah. they unveiled it, and it was just awesome. I remember I was very excited because I got to meet Daniel Pickett, friend of the podcast, yeah, real-life friend of, show, friend of you. Uh, but I grew up, this is, <laughs> I grew up 
reading his column. Like, I went on the internet initially just because of toys. The Batman animated series also had some of the best old commercials. You had those, like, ice blocks that were in everything that he'd punch down, but you could never buy. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> why we made the commercial when we did the DC Collections, yeah. when we were like, we're going to put everything in there, they're going to push through blocks as many times as possible. It was when they did the Redux line, a part of me was like, God, just make me a playset with those fucking blocks. Yeah, that was the only thing bad about your commercial is everybody wanted to buy all the props that were in it. I know. Well, guess what? I want those props, too. We, I had them... <laughs> I had them for a while, and then, you know, DC Collectibles was like, hey, we want to put up a display at a con. Can we have it? I was like, yeah, of course. But then they're lost forever. And not intentionally. They were, they were, they're the nicest, like, truly, like, the nicest, coolest toy nerds. And they, and they started 3D printing their own stuff. So I don't know whatever happened to those, but, like, we made, you know, like, the fish factory that you see in the beginning of The Laughing Fish sculpted by like a dude who's like does stuff for stop motion and i was like why did i ever give that away wow uh does the like do the blueprints exist for the 3d printing no those weren't 3d printed they they were just built by hand they were just like our buddy john sumner uh who he's he's an art director and production designer on stop motion projects he was so excited to work on this and like he just he based it off of all of the kind of reference we gave him so wow. we had like all these Gotham docks buildings in the style of the animated series, and I should have just kept them. Now, do you think this is the end of the line? I think I can't tell. It feels like it, it's pretty close, but they have four more figures coming out that have been announced, and they are Two Face, and, and they're all original designs. Two Face, Scarecrow, the Gray Ghost, which is a damn dream. And Batman, you're, we talked about this guy on the podcast, the Batman, the animated podcast, Batman, the robot Batman, Hardak. So it has oh, yeah. like an interchangeable skull and a robot skull and then like the half face. Oh, great. And Did like you... his torn chest and yeah. stuff. And he comes with the saber, like the, the Rachel Ghoul saber that they fight with in the oh. Batcave. And a bat, I think a bat cycle also. There are a few prototypes of figures that I've seen that just never saw the light of day, but they got to the sculpted fa- and they're beautiful. Um, I wish that Joker mobile came out. It was, it's the, I know they, they made the Joker mobile from that Joker's wild episode where it's just in a casino theme to the Joker. And it's this, it's huge. It's like, it's impractical to have a thing that big. Like, I don't know where to put the bat plane that I have. I was hoping that they would make generic cop cars. Oh, sure. I loved, I loved the design of the cop. I mean, I would take everything. What I really wanted was a police blimp. I wanted it to be kind of like designed like the, you know, like that Turtles toy, but like the cool version, not that that was cool, but like the like updated version of it, uh, that's in scale, which means I don't know how big it would be. Uh, Oh, you can hang that from a ceiling. Yeah, I would absolutely hang a police blimp from a ceiling, hang a man bat, done. So if you could pick one last character for DC Collectibles to make in that sense of six... In that six-inch scale, who would it be? Oh, boy. Okay. It, probably one of the villains uh, that we didn't get. We got Maxi Zeus is a contender. Mm. Red Claw. I, I think it would be Claw King. He's just kind of a guy in a suit, but that's kind of fun. I think Condiment King. He looks so crazy. He's so colorful. <laughs> 
The fact that he never even made it into like the Arkham games, I feel like is a travesty. Yeah. Even though it's just a guy in a suit, mine would be clocking. I don't I couldn't tell A guy you why. in a suit <laughs> often makes a good toy, and I think it's because you don't get a lot of it. Like they're never really selling just Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne or yeah. Clark Kent. And then when you do, you're like Oh, that's what I've been missing. I mean, I love my Commissioner Gordon figure is probably my favorite from one of my favorites from the line. Like it's like that chunky plastic. But like those guys are like insanely huge. Like their proportions are crazy. And I think like the Bullock is really nice. Oh, The Bullock is the Bullock may be my favorite toy in that line. Yeah, they made him really good. Wait, would you pick? So Clock King has two looks. (laughs) He's got a brown suit and he's got a black suit. Brown suit. Okay. Yep. And would you? What were your accessories? What are they going to be? Clocks. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just checking if you knew who he was. You did. The DC collectible line now that's just come out with the uh, Justice League Unlimited 6-inch. Yes. You have to sub to the DC All Access network in order to be able to buy these. Enable, yeah, this yeah. is ridiculous. And they don't look good. It depends on the figure, but yeah, I've I've heard I, I've I've heard I've read some reviews online that Green Lantern is kind of the worst quality, but yeah. Aquaman looks decent to me. The Aquaman looks interesting. Fine. One yeah. of those has a huge movie coming out, and the other one is a property that DC <laughs> as a studio ignores completely. I like Martian Manhunter, but yeah, I think my guess is that there was just a lot of. I mean, I truly don't know what the deal yeah. is, but I'm guessing like it was probably just done more on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think it's cool that they're getting them out at all. Mm-hmm. I think there's I, I, the difference, like seeing the other end and like seeing how, you know, stuff get the sausage gets made. I'm like, oh, like there's, fa- you know, there's like 60 vocal fans screaming about, you know, like minor inconsistencies about a figure. And it's like people trying to convince people who don't speak the same language to sculpt something well. And it's, you know, probably not done super ethically across the board that's that's my big feeling about toys is i'm like why am i supporting this because i'm compulsive but it's it's i i don't like to think about how things get made yeah i don't think we should I anyway this can be cut out right <laughs> dc collectibles batman animated action figures blocks epic doc set paul dini kevin smith booming narrator voice and hand models not included it's batman and coming soon it's the batmobile this was a, a real treat. You guys are truly my favorite podcast to listen to. I, I've uh-huh. been avidly like a- so I'm just awesome. even my waiting. voice. Yes, both of your voices. Uh, this is all I want to hear talked about all the time. So, Justin, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Hey Justin on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like Batman the Animated Series, uh, we'll consider this an announcement. Uh, in the new year, I will be bringing the podcast back, Batman the Animated Podcast, so follow at BTAS Podcast. Awesome. An exclusive for the show. Blake, where can they find us? Where can they find us, Justin? Well, the first thing they can do is leave us a review on iTunes. You're going to click the little review button right there on the iTunes app, and you are going to go straight to review, and then you're going to give us a five-star review, and then you're going to write something about it. You can email us at howdoyoufigurepodcast at gmail.com, and that's how do ya. It's a Y-A, figurepodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at howdoyoufigurepc, on Instagram at howdoyoufigurepodcast. You can find us on Facebook. At facebook.com slash groups slash how do you figure podcast. And that's it. That's the show. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>